the 2021 Farewell Tour continues with the final Monday installment of the year for the newsletter and podcast you're about to read or listen to. This is likely also the last one that will be posted before the winter solstice. Will you be able to feel the shift? Or are maneuvers of solar system mechanics something that only shows up as a trick of the light? That's not the concern of this edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement, but it certainly is something to note. On today's program, the Ivy Square Shopping Center is purchased by an entity associated with the University of Virginia Foundation. The Piedmont Housing Alliance sets a date for the groundbreaking for the redevelopment of Friendship Court. Charlottesville is considering a historic district to honor the architectural legacy of prominent builder C.H. Brown. Transportation updates from the Metropolitan Planning Organization and Governor-elect Yunkin names a data policy specialist to serve as Secretary of Education. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign is an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. Winter is here, but spring isn't too far away. This is a great time to begin planning for the spring. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them that longtime Patreon supporter Lonnie Murray sent you there. As the week begins, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 2,991 new cases of COVID-19, and the seven-day average for positive PCR tests has increased to 9.3%. The seven-day average for new cases has risen to 3,286 a day. The Blue Ridge Health District reports another 67 new cases today, and the percent positivity is at 6.7%. A company associated with the University of Virginia Foundation has paid $20 million for the 2.77-acre shopping center where Food of All Nations is located. Ivy Square of Charlottesville LLC paid nearly 126% over the assessment for the two properties and three buildings. A second shopping center to the west is broken up among several owners. The UVA Foundation has been steadily purchasing properties along Ivy Road for many years. The UVA Office of the Architect began planning a master plan for the area east of Copley Road in the fall of 2016. Work is underway for a precinct that will include the School of Data Science, the Karsh Institute for Democracy, a hotel and convention center, as well as other uses that have yet to be announced. This summer, the University of Virginia Office of the Architect presented a plan for the redevelopment of Ivy Gardens off of Old Ivy Road to the UVA Buildings and Grounds Committee. The foundation purchased that property in Albemarle back in the summer of 2016, according to Albemarle County property records. The Piedmont Housing Alliance has set a date for the groundbreaking for the first phase of the redevelopment of Friendship Court. The nonprofit has spent several years planning to upgrade the 150-unit complex, and a ceremony will be held on January 15th to mark the beginning of constructions. In an email to Charlottesville Community Engagement sent this morning, Sunshine Mathon, the executive director of Piedmont Housing, said that the last five years of dedication and hard work by the residents of the Friendship Court Advisory Committee are finally finally about to blossom. He said it marks the beginning of a transformed neighborhood as envisioned by the residents themselves. 
According to the PHA website, the existing buildings were constructed in 1978 on what had been a neighborhood that was raised in the name of urban renewal. Piedmont Housing Alliance and the National Housing Trust acquired the property in 2002, and PHA began managing it in 2019. Here's something from the website. We are committed to zero displacement. The first phase of housing will be built on existing open land. The city of Charlottesville has committed to a multi-million dollar investment across four phases of development. The adopted capital budget for the current fiscal year sets aside $2 million in cash for infrastructure improvements, nearly $400,000 for the first phase, and $750,000 for the second phase. As depicted in the draft capital improvement project for the next five years, future years will carry on that investment. Council approved an agreement for the use of that funding in October of 2020. The city of Charlottesville is studying whether to create a new historic district to commemorate a man who built many structures for black families and businesses in the mid-20th century. Planning Commissioner Jody Lehendro is also a member of the Board of Architectural Review, and he briefed the Planning Commission last week. This is actually a tremendous story um, that I wish more of us knew about. Um, this, this designation would honor and recognize the importance of a Reverend Charles H. Brown. Um, from his experience in the building trades in the early 40s and 30s, Reverend Brown personally managed, financed, and participated in the construction of about 70 houses and churches from the 1940s to the 80s. Lehendro said Brown built in black neighborhoods and used materials that allowed for houses to be affordable. He often provided the uh, uh, co-signed promissory notes and provided financing to get people into these houses. Lehendro said the district will cover the Holy Temple of God in Christ, as well as five other homes in the Venable neighborhood built by Brown. The matter will go through the usual rezoning process, including public hearings with the Planning Commission and the City Council. listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and let's continue today with two more Patreon-fueled shoutouts. The first comes from a longtime supporter who wants you to know, Today is a great day to spread good cheer. Reach out to an old friend, compliment a stranger, or pause for a moment of gratitude to savor a delight. The second comes from a more recent supporter who wants you to go out and read a local news story written by a local journalist. Whether that be on WINA, CBS 19, or NBC 29, or in print in the Daily Progress, Charlottesville Tomorrow, Seville Weekly, or the Crozet Gazette, this community depends on a network of people writing about the community. Go learn about this place today. Two more segments to go today. Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin has selected the founder of a national education nonprofit to serve as his Secretary of Education. Amy Rogstad Gadera formally created the Data Quality Campaign in 2005 to advocate for the usage of metrics to guide education policy. In a statement released this morning, Youngkin said Gadera will help him implement his vision for public education. To paraphrase a statement that went out this morning, Youngkin said that Gadara is deeply respected for her distinguished career. He also said that Gadara, quote, understands that parents matter and the best interest of students must come first, end quote. 
Gadara stepped down from the data quality campaign in 2017 and now runs her own consulting firm called Gadara Strategy. Her time at the campaign provides some insight into her philosophy on education. There's a few examples of her writing in a link in the newsletter. To conclude today, let's go back to the December 7, 2021 meeting of the Charlottesville-Albemarle Metropolitan Planning Organization's Policy Board to get some updates. The Virginia Department of Transportation is working on a new way of planning for the state's future connectivity needs. Project Pipeline builds off of the Smart Scale funding process, which seeks to pay for projects that will accomplish specific goals. Several preliminary corridor studies are underway across Virginia, including two in Albemarle. Chuck Proctor is a transportation planner in VDOT's Culpeper District. One of them's for Pantops. It goes from Hanson's Road to the interchange at 64. And the other one's the Shadwell intersection at 22 and 250 and also Milton Road, North Milton Road and 250. Community engagement for both studies is expected to take place around this time with a public meeting sometime in January. Both are areas identified to have a potential for safety improvement. The website for the Pantop study notes a lack of pedestrian connectivity in the area. The website for the Shadwell study notes a prevalence for rear-end collisions due to long backups. Those studies would yield potential candidate projects for a future beyond the current looming deadline for the fifth round of SmartScale funding. Albemarle and Charlottesville will each have the chance to submit four candidate projects. The MPO Policy Board will select four, and the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission will select another four. One potential application for the MPO is a pedestrian and cyclist bridge over the Rivanna River to connect Charlottesville and the Pantop section of Albemarle County. A stakeholder group has met twice in the past month to discuss that application. Sandy Shackelford is the Director of Transportation and Planning at the TJPDC. We'll plan to again in the in the spring, maybe February or March, plan to do a full meeting where we go through all the projects for um, the MPO area as well as the PDC area. The other three applications for the MPO that are under consideration are bike and pedestrian improvements on Avon Street Extended, multimodal improvements on 5th Street, and a roundabout at the intersection of District Avenue and Hydraulic Rhone at Stonefield. Supervisor Ann Malik pointed to specific support that may be available for the latter project. The Afton Express commuter route bus between Stanton and Charlottesville is now in its fourth month of operations, according to Sarah Pennington, the TJPDC program manager for Rideshare. In those three months, there have been over 1,500 passenger trips taken, so the number of total boardings, and that is across all of the four morning and both four evening runs and the service does go Monday through Friday. Speaking of smart scale, a new park and ride lot in Waynesboro, funded through the process, has just been completed. But they also put in a stop with a shelter for the Afton Express, so those kind of things went hand in hand. Pennington said Afton Express will soon launch a new text alert system for its service that would let riders know about potential delays and other service changes. Charlottesville Area Transit is working on a pilot project to improve bus stops. Garland Williams is the agency's director. We're going to use Belmont um, Park as kind of that test. We, there is a shelter there. It's, it's not compliant. It's not ADA compliant. It basically sits in the street. We're going to remove that and um, put in a shelter 
Um, and so everybody can see when we're starting to do capital projects along transit, what it looks like and what we have to do to make it compliant. Sean Nelson, the district engineer for VDOT's Culpeper District, updated the MPO on the status of a project awarded smart scale funds in round four. The only thing I kind of give an update on is the US-29 and hydraulic um, design bill package that we're putting together. Um, that is slated for a public hearing in March or April of 2022 um, with an RFP to be released at the end of July 22. Um, anticipated award December 2022 with the project completion in the winter of 2024. This project will include a pedestrian bridge over US-29, as well as a roundabout at the intersection of Hydraulic Road and Hillsdale Drive Extended. You can learn more in the SmartScale application. And that's the end of this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. And hopefully there was something in here that you thought was worthy of listening to or reading. And if you did, I'd really appreciate it if you would send that on to somebody else so that we can get more listeners and more readers before the end of 2021. This has been a very productive year and next year will be just the same. And of course, I am so grateful because there are so many different ways that you can get in touch with me to hopefully help pay for the program. Now, rather than tell you what they are today, I'm going to give you an assignment. This morning, this actual morning, I finally upgraded the website infoseville.com. That's a place where you can go and see kind of some ways that you can support. We're going to leave it at that one for today, but go and look at infoseville.com. It's still a work in progress. As you may or may not know, selected stories from the newsletter end up in the infoseville.com system, and the idea there is it hopefully makes it easier to search for those in the future when I need to remember what the heck happened. Of course, moving forward, there's lots more that's going to happen, and I'm really hopeful that you will be along the ride as I try to write as much as I can about this community. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program and the president of Town Crier Productions, and I guess the producer of InfoSeville.com as well. I'll be back tomorrow or Wednesday with another installment. In the meantime, stay safe, stay warm, and stay yourself, unless you think that you would like to improve. Then stay on the improving path. Thanks for listening. 